Well, that was certainly a football game. Sure was boring, but that was definitely an NFL football game. My goodness, what is with the Browns and having these unbelievably boring games? <laughs> Welcome back to Browns Breakdowns, uh, proud partners of Fanatical Elves Networks, which is part of Fans First Sports Network. Um, well, I mean, there's a lot to break down, but we got the W, the Browns, over the Steelers. Oh boy, that was the worst game. It was so boring. Thankfully, unlike the last time the, uh, the Browns played the Steelers, it didn't last uh, like four years. It was actually reasonably reasonably. Oh my god, reasonably paced game. And so that made my life easier because I didn't have to sit there and cry because it took 850 years. But we played good, we also played bad. I mean, well, let me rephrase. We played good, but the offense definitely didn't do what it was supposed to. Now, obviously, we ended up winning, so that is obviously pretty much mundane, moot, whatever you want to say, because we won. But the offense was definitely not as good as we, it usually is. Uh, then again, I guess we were running out of rookie. But, <clears throat> excuse me. So, if we're looking at statistics, let's just go into statistics real fast. Uh, first things first, I would like to, before we actually get into the statistics fully, I would like to say that the Browns, uh, my, my takes are probably that the Browns, they definitely won the game but they didn't win it in any sort of convincing fashion. And what I mean by that is a convincing game is where you win by a touchdown or more, usually, in my opinion. Like, you act, you, you're in control of the game the entire time. The Browns were definitely not in control of the game the entire time. It was 10-0 um, at the start of the second half, but then obviously... Man, I, I gotta stop saying obviously so much. But then the Steelers came back and scored 10 points, 7 in the third, 3 in the fourth. Uh, but defensively, I mean, holding the Steelers to 10 points, yes, I know. They've only had one 25-plus point game. They have a very, very bad offense. Uh, if you didn't know, Matt Canada just got fired. Uh, so that might make the Steelers offense a little bit better. But, I mean, that was just a terrible game. Thankfully, though... Everything is fine now because we've won. But let's get into statistics now. Uh, so Steelers statistics, Kenny Pickett. I don't even know why they still have Kenny Pickett. He is not very good. I just don't think he should be. Um, I don't know. I just don't think he's a starting quarterback or a good starting quarterback either. He's just not a very good quarterback. But he was 15 for 28 for 106 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. That is either a testament to our defense or a testament to how absolutely garbage Kenny Pickett is. Um, I'm going to, because I'm a Browns fan, say it's because of our defense and not because Kenny Pickett is bad. It also could be a testament to Matt Canada's offense being terrible. But who knows? I'm going to say it's because our defense is so good. Man, that was just a miserable game for him. Now, the running game did actually... Can, can, was the only reason the uh, Steelers were even in this game. Jalen Warren, I don't know where he came from. 9 for 129 and a touchdown. 
he was really good in that game. And then Najee Harris, who's supposed to be their lead back, who knows, 12 carries, 35 yards. He was mediocre. And then Kenny Pickett did have four carries for nine yards. So running the game was the only reason they were even considerate. They were even close in the, at the end of the game. That's the only reason why. I mean, there was really not much of a reason other than their running game that kept them in the game. Uh, George Pickens. George Pickens was four receptions for 38 yards. Obviously, man, I really got to stop saying obviously. Though this is a very obviously uh, point. We'd all ex we all know that if you have a very bad quarterback game and very little yards, your receivers have very little yards. So we all knew that the receiver totals were going to be low. But George Pickens was the leader, leading receiver. I don't know what is with George Pickens. He's either good or he's bad. He's like not good but he's also not um great but he's also not bad i don't know he's like an okay receiver but then he was the leading receiver and then if we look at the person behind him it was Allen robinson three for 20 then jalen warren with an extra 16 yards uh on the ground and then diante johnson had an extra two catches for 16 yards too so their receiving wasn't very good but it was pretty clear it wouldn't be because of the very lacking statistics that the quarterback had. And honestly, their receiver uh, core is not very threatening. Like, I never I never am very scared of it. So I'm not shocked it was not very good. And only George, George Pickens is the only person who even gives me a slight bit of worry. And even him, I'm not very worried about. So I think... This is a very, very convincing win. Defensively, uh, let me find the defensive statistics. They have one sack from TJ Watt. I guess we should expect that. And then Chandon Sullivan had the lone interception of the Steelers defense. And then they did kick a field goal. Uh, that was from 28. Um, and so uh, the Steelers statistics are pretty boring. No one actually really cares about the Steelers stats because... There is no reason to care because it was terrible. Uh, other than the running game, there was nothing interesting about the Steelers' stats. They had like five sacks or something. No, they had one. So Steelers statistics, not anything to be thinking about. Browns statistics, let's be honest. Before we get into the Browns' stats, the Browns um, had some really terrible stats too. This was just a, a bad stat game. No, no one actually had any good stats. So let's get into the Brown stats instead of just talking about them. So first of all, DTR, we all know he got ran out there. He was the starter for the for the game. And DTR, if you look back to the Ravens game, did not do good at all. And so we weren't expecting anything insane from him. But I think it was... A decent game from him so let's look at him it was 24 for 43 for 165 yards zero touchdowns one interception nothing insane I mean that is nothing insane at all we all were expecting him to have a mediocre game because he is a fifth round rookie but it was just um, it was just a very close win and DTR definitely was responsible for winning us the game uh, I think without DTR, I think if D if PJ Walker was out there, the Steelers probably would have won that game. So it I don't know who knows, 
but DTR was pretty decent. I mean, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't great. He was about as what we'd expect for a fifth round rookie. I think a fifth round rookie would have played just like how DTR played. So it's not, it's, it wasn't a bad game. Let's just be honest. We all had pretty low expectations for DTR. So this was not a bad game for him, in my opinion. So he was fine. Running the ball, 36 yards off of 12 carries for Hunt. 31 yards, a touchdown, and 12 off of 12 carries for Ford. And then DTR also had three, uh, three carries for 20. Oh, man. Three carries for 20 yards, too. So he ran the ball a little decently. Uh, and then Elijah Moore was the leading receiver. Six receptions, 60 yards. Mari Cooper, four receptions, 34 yards. David Njoku, seven receptions, 56 yards. And that was about it on offense. Ogbania Aronkowo had a sack. Miles Garrett had two, as we should expect. And then no interceptions. So defensively, once again, it was more of a... Um, it was a very defensive game, but it was more a... You're not going to get into... Uh, scoring range game it wasn't six interceptions total between the two teams 11 sacks between the two teams no it was a we're not going to let you convert third downs that's just not what we're going to let you do and if we look at the third team statistics so real quick team statistics Steelers 249 total yards Browns 259 total yards passing yards Steelers had only 77 which I guess is makes sense considering who they're running out there at quarterback uh passing yards for the browns we had 163 and then rushing yards for the steelers was way better than the browns with 172 rushing yards for the steelers only 96 for the browns and 4.4 yards per play uh 3.5 yards per play uh steelers and browns respectively so we had 20 first downs they only had 12 and here's my point Third, three for 14 third down efficiency was the Steelers and we were four for 17 so some very bad third down efficiency but that's what I was talking about how it was a very slow game no one was allowed to get into scoring range both of both teams were one for one on fourth downs uh, we had one sack loud they had three we had eight punts they had nine we only had one penalty for 10 yards they had six for 46 so I don't know. We only th we only threw one interception, so technically they did win the turnover battle. And then again, it was a pretty. I don't know. I don't think a turnover battle really exists when it's only one turnover, though. I guess it does. I don't know. <clears throat> so, yeah. I mean, statistics-wise, there was nothing very interesting about this game at all. It was just a very, very, very boring game, which we all should have probably expected because, I mean, like. It just, it just, it just isn't very shocking because, like, he was really, 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 it was, we all, so the Steelers, the Steelers play a very weird brand of football. I don't know why they play football like this, but what they do is they play football where instead of scoring a bunch of points like, let's say, the Dolphins, or instead of being a super defensive team like, let's say, the 49ers, they play this weird football where they say, no, you are not getting into our territory and you are especially not getting into field goal range or the red zone. We aren't going to intercept you. We aren't going to sack you. We aren't going to force fumbles. We're just going to force third downs and fourth downs. Like we're just not going to let you, um, let you get past the 50 yard line or 
into field goal range. That's just their brand of football. And it makes for terribly boring games because they take like an hour to do their offensive drives. Then defensively, it's the same garbage. There's no flashy stuff. It's just no, and no interceptions, no fumbles, no sacks. It's just simple NFL defense. And I guess that is fine because it's not like, it's just a boring brand of football, you know? It's like just boring, like nothing happens. So, I mean, clearly it's working out because they are still have six wins, less than the Browns. Haha, <laughs> stupid Steelers, but whatever. Um, so it's still, it's clearly working, but I don't know. I just don't like their brand of football. It's just boring. Thankfully, it didn't take eight years like the last time we played uh, where we lost. Thankfully, it also didn't take um, two first quarters to progress. But also, by the way, um, just so everyone knows, with this Steelers win, that means the Browns have officially split on every single team. So what that means is we lost to the Ravens and the Steelers when first time we played them, beat them both now. So we are split 1-1 on the Steelers and the Ravens. Obviously, we have not played the Bengals for the second time yet. So that means, but we beat them, meaning even if we lose, we still split. So we're guaranteed to split the entire division, which is fine. Obviously, you'd love to go 2-0 and beat them both times and have that advantage, have that tiebreaker, but whatever. So I'm saying obviously or not. So obviously, we're going to have to go into some advertisements. So sit tight, relax, um, and we'll be right back. So here's some ads. All right, everyone, welcome back here to the Browns Breakdowns show. Um, we are proud partners, Fanatical Elves Network, Fans First Sports Network. Uh, you know the drill. So we were just talking about the whole um, brand of football that Steelers play. But we're going to move off that real quickly and just talk about some something that happened. So we signed Joe Flacco. Uh, please, please, please do not let that man touch a freaking football because he is like 93, he sucks, and I feel like he's going to mess everything up. So, with Joe Flacco, he's like really old. I think he's like 38 now or something. He also is kind of trash, let's be honest. Joe Flacco is not very good anymore of course he was he was fine uh he's 38 yeah he was but he's been on like nine teams he was on the eagles the ravens the broncos the jets now he's here on the browns but here's um here's his new team here's the browns i don't think he will be starting but i'm just praying to uh everyone to oh my god to jesus and the lord that he doesn't touch a football because he's really bad and i feel like he would completely choke away the season if he touched the, the football now obviously good lord i gotta stop saying obviously i'm sorry guys hopefully the um i think a lot of catastrophic things would happen for joe flacco to touch an nfl football again uh at least on this team he, we would probably have to lose DTR and PJ Walker before he touches the football. Now, I think um, they're... It's, I do do believe that either DTR or PJ Walker will continue to get the starting role. I do not think Joe Flacco, unless something, like I said, catastrophic happens to the quarterback room, which is a total possibility with how unlucky we've gotten this year, that 
the um, Joe Flacco will never start for us. He may back us up. Like if we're winning 45 to three, he may start then. But I think he's only on the practice squad too, so I don't even think he's legally allowed to play right now. But I just don't want him to touch the football. He's not very good. He's old. He hasn't played in two years. He's just bad. Let's be honest, he's pretty garbage now. He once was fine, but he's just terrible now. And so I do believe that... I do believe, though, that uh, DTR has earned himself the starting role for a, a little while. We have a... Uh, I won't get into it too much, but obviously we... Oh, man, stop saying obviously. My God. Uh, we play the Broncos, who have been really hot right now, so I'm a little bit terrified of them. But then again, they have not played this Browns defense, so maybe they'll score like eight points. Who knows? Um, but I do believe that the DTR will continue to start. I do not think PJ Walker will start for now, uh, unless DTR throws like six interceptions uh, over like two games or something like that. Then PJ Walker will start, but I think P DTR has showed himself has proved himself, I mean, that he can be a starter for now. Now, while he won't be the most flashy or great starter, he will probably get the job done, and he will do it uh, in relatively decent fashion. It's not like he's going to be thrown for 850 yards and seven touchdowns like, let's say, Tua or Mahomes is doing, but he'll throw for 215 yards, a touchdown, and an interception, and he'll let the defense and the running game carry him to victories. Now, I would quickly like to mention, just because, why not? Uh, let's see. Where is it? 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 Uh, the, um, blah, 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 blah. here's the power rankings. So quickly, I'm just going to throw out the power rankings. I don't know why, but so the Eagles, Lions, Cowboys, Chiefs, 49ers. In that order, that is the top five. Dolphins are top, are number six. Browns are number seven. And the, what the, the little blurb they had there was DTR didn't put up big numbers against Pittsburgh but he found a way to drive them to the to the winning points that's a big moment for him and big for his team and I agree now the offense now the Ravens actually fell below us to number eight Jaguars number 10 number nine Texans number 10 so next week we're playing the Broncos Broncos are 16 right now they've moved up six so I do believe that they're not going to be an easy matchup, which does kind of suck because, I mean, I, th I do think that the um, that uh, the Broncos are a... Well, okay, hold on. I do think the Broncos are a good team. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Do I think they're going to be able to beat playoff teams such as the Chiefs, such as um, the Dolphins, maybe the Bills, maybe the Texans? No, but I do believe... I do think that they are a challenging team. I don't think that the Broncos are going to roll over and die like they did at the beginning of the season where they were horrendous. I think that the Broncos have found their stride. I think Sean Payton has figured out how to make this offense and defense and just this whole team in general work out. I think Russell Wilson has figured out how to actually be a decent NFL quarterback again. So I do think the Denver Broncos are not going to be an easy game. Now, I won't talk too much about them right now because I do have an episode dedicated to talking about them. But yeah, so uh, Browns are number seven playoff team right now, or number seven in the power rankings. That's according to NFL.com, by the way. So take it as you will. I'm going to look for other power rankings other than that one to kind of like cross-reference. But the Browns, they've proven that they can win in tough situations. So before we actually, uh, before I mention another power ranking, so... First of all, 
DTR, uh, he did good, right? But all right. So DTR, it was 10-10, right? Browns get the ball. So DTR was the one who led us down the field. So he actually led us down the field, got us into field goal range, and essentially won us the game. Dustin Hopkins was the one who kicked the field goal. Finally, we have a kicker. I was still unbelievably terrified that he was going to miss it because I've just been trained to think that way from all of our other terrible uh, kicking situations. But I'm very glad he was able to get that kick in there because I was really scared. So in this one, this is ESPN. This is according to uh, NFL Nation, apparently. I don't know who that is. I know it's not a person. Uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens are number five. The, um, oh God, Cleveland, there it is. Cleveland is number eight. So what they have right here is they have preseason hot seat. Coach Stephen, Kevin Stefanski, current temperature, freezing. <laughs> That's really cool. I like that. So Stefanski, Stefanski is a, whoa, 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 whoa. Chill out, man. Stefanski is a lot closer to being the NFL coach of the year again than he is to being fired. Uh, actually, you know what, whatever. I do believe that he probably could win coach of the year because the Browns definitely are, uh, they were terrible last year. I'm pretty sure we've already won more games than we did last year, and there's still like, what, uh, seven more games left, I think? Yeah, so that's nice. So DTR, by the way, if you saw the um, end of the game, it was kind of floating around on media and stuff. DTR was, he, you could see him, uh, the camera showed him like crying a little. He was like, uh, he was wiping his eyes, trying to make sure no one saw. But obviously, when you're inside of a stadium filled with, um, see, that's an actual point to use, obviously. I'm trying not to say it so much, but I am. I'm really sorry. Is when you're in a stadium filled with 400 cameras, someone's going to catch you. Uh, 400, like six, 1,600. I mean, there's billions of cameras, it feels like, inside of those NFL stadiums. Someone's going to catch you crying. And so that's really cool because that shows his passion for the game. And I think that's not something you can find in a lot of people is them being so happy and so passionate about the game that they're crying when they win. And so I think that shows that he's got character and that he is a he definitely has passion for the game. While he might while he might not be very good at the game, at least not right now, he clearly has a passion and a heart for the game, which is always very very important. Mentally, it is also very important to um, to play the you play a lot of mental football too, more than just physical. And so the Browns are in the thick of the AFC playoff picture. If you um, saw the graphic for end of some football game we are the number one wild card team right now so we'd be the five seed very very impressive we can't win the division yet because the ravens still are in front of us uh but we'll 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 get there i do believe that the browns right now with how they've been playing definitely have a chance at the division title now the browns are in the thick they also have four wins that were decided in the final two minutes of regulation which is really cool because that means we have i'm gonna say it i hate saying this that clutch gene. Yeah, I don't want to breathe anymore. I never want to say that again. The Browns defense has been stellar on defense and on special teams. And with Stefanski calling the plays, they've been good enough offensively. Uh, Stefanski could be on the verge of a contract extension. That is of Jake Trotter. So, yeah. I mean, the Browns, the Browns are looking good. We beat the Steelers. We beat the Ravens. We've beat the teams we've needed to beat. And I do think that the Browns are playoff contenders 
And I do think that NFL teams like the Chiefs, like the um, the Ravens, like the Dolphins, all these teams that are winning, I do think that the those teams need to be wary about the Cleveland Browns. I don't think this is last year's Cleveland Browns. I think we are true competitors. Now, I do hope the Ravens lose and that we can jump up to the one uh, first place in the division. Will the Ravens lose? I don't know. They don't have the easiest of schedules, but they also don't have the hardest of schedules. They don't, I think, um, let's see, hold on. I don't have it pulled up, but the Ravens currently have, they have the Chargers. That's going to be pretty easy. Rams, that's going to be pretty easy. Jaguars. See, then they got Jaguars, 49ers, Dolphins, Steelers. Those last four games of the Ravens season is going to be very difficult. Um, Jaguars, 40, Jaguars, I could see them losing to Jaguars, 49ers, that's going to be a good game, Dolphins, who knows, and Steelers, who knows, so I think the Ravens could possibly go 3-3, three and three, maybe even 2-4 and four in their next, in their final, um, six games, because don't forget, they have a bye week, uh, I think it's this week, uh, it does, it does look like it's this week, so yeah, um, go, I'm out of time, by the way, so, yeah, I mean, go Browns. We're really, really, really looking good. So I love you all. And I will talk to you guys on the 25th of November. By the way, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. I know I probably will. Uh, so I love you all. And I will talk to you guys on the 25th. Peace.